Hello, you are now tuned in to the Self-Awareness Podcast. Hello everyone, Um, so today we're going to be focused on childhood trauma and the overall objective for this episode is for you to become more aware about how things that may have occurred in your childhood is currently impacting you today. Um, So this information um, may be helpful to apply to your case or maybe help you understand um, why people do what they do um, with people that you interact um, with on a consistent basis. Um, as well as I want to insert a trigger warning because I think some of the things that I mentioned in this um, episode might be hard to digest or hard to you know discuss but I do think um, it's helpful and I think it's helpful into gaining a different perspective when it comes to yourself and your experiences um, so like I said today we're going to be focused on really understanding um, the impact of childhood trauma learning how it manifests and discussing why it's important to heal from traumatic things that may have occurred in your childhood. Um, so in particular, we're gonna be looking at your inner child, understanding what ACEs are, understanding how does unhealed child childhood trauma manifest, understanding the process of change, understanding generational trauma, and also learning how to heal ourselves and you know start to forgive and move forward. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to get started by asking um, these three questions. So question one, what is your favorite thing about your childhood? Question two, what is one aspect of your childhood that you wish you could change? Question three, in the past, how have you coped or dealt with painful life experiences or life transitions? And we're also going to start off with this quote. Our brains are wired for connection, but trauma rewires them for protection. That's why healthy relationships are difficult for wounded people by Ryan Knorr. So yeah, um, we're gonna start off talking about and understanding your inner child. So I think a huge misconception is that, you know, as we get older, um, what happened in our childhood does not affect us at all. And I think that's very far from the truth. I think your childhood kind of sets you up for a foundation of how you're going to move throughout life. And sometimes if people continue to, you know, live in that foundation of um, and act, still act how they were acting in childhood, but, you know, and they just become like an adult version of it, it can kind of be, you know, harmful. Um, So that's why it's good to understand sometimes, especially like if our patterns aren't the healthiest to understand, like understand our foundation, our foundation in childhood, but learning how to develop and build on top of what happened in childhood, learning our worldview, learning our experiences, learning about our culture, learning about our environment and, you know, everything that our parents set up for us. Also learning how we can develop and become our own person with our own core beliefs and understanding how we can process emotions and you know just develop into the person who we want to become um so your inner child is part of your subconscious mind that has been observing messages observing messages from its environment before it was able to fully understand or process what was going on mentally and emotionally 
It holds emotions, memories, and beliefs from the past. So your inner child is still a part of you. The only question is, are you taking care of them? So when trauma impacts the child version of you, it can manifest in different ways as you become an adult. Um, And particularly, we're going to be looking at childhood trauma. So how does unhealed trauma manifest? Um, And I'm going to list out some different examples. Um, And this, the manifestations of childhood trauma can show up as an adult, either consciously or unconsciously. So here are some examples. Number one, um, having depression, having an unhealthy um, self-criticism, having perfectionism, not having boundaries, having unhealthy attachment styles when it comes to relationships or friendships, um, internalizing the actions of others, having a lot of insecurities or having low self-esteem, having heavy substance abuse, having high amounts of anxiety, um, struggling uh, struggling with controlling or processing emotions, and having negative thinking patterns like telling yourself constantly, I'm not good enough or everybody hates me, and also the development of chronic diseases. So like I said, all of this can manifest unconsciously without you being aware of it. And basically like the trauma that you faced in child in your childhood can kind of like it will, it's trying to set you up, the way your brain processes it is to set you up for protection, but it also can like harm you and, have, and you know, inhibit your optimal functioning um, because your brain is just so focused on protection and not, it, it's basically trying to like protect you, but it's not letting you reach a homeostasis, it's not letting you reach a balance. So that's why when it comes to understanding your childhood trauma, we're trying to bring, bring your brain back to homeostasis back to balance so it can reach its optimal functioning it can reach what it was intended to do before it had to go into protect mode so you have the choice to heal or you have the choice to let the trauma continue to manifest in your life so hypothetically speaking what happens if we continue to let this trauma manifest so this leads to my discussion on um, ACEs or adverse childhood experiences and in the description below I'm going to drop a um, link to a TED talk and um, a pediatrician goes in more detail about her experience with um, using ACEs within her care um, and I think it's really really insightful and it gives more of a detailed explanation of um, the impact of ACEs or adverse childhood experiences um, so adverse childhood experiences or ACEs was first studied by CDC Kaiser Permanente. Um, they did a study on trying to understand what are some potential traumatic events that occur in childhood from ages zero to 17 years old that, impi- that impact um, impact the development of de- diseases or psychological functioning um, as these children become adults. So for example, I'm going to list potential traumatic events um, I'm, I don't have a, the whole entire list that they studied, um, but I'm just noting some common ones that um, tend to take place. So, for example, um, a child experiencing violence constantly, um, ex- the experience of emotional or physical abuse constantly, the experience of emotional or physical neglect, um, having a parent that struggles with a mental illness or addiction, and um, 
so that's that's just the list i have but like again there's so much more and if you're interested i highly recommend for you to you know do some research and google like the whole entire study or just see other studies that were um done from this so aces are pretty common um 67 of the united states population um has experienced at least one ace um and one in eight of people throughout the united states population has experienced four or more aces um, this is all concluded by the study and the study also concluded the higher the a score the, the higher the risk towards unhealthy chronic health outcomes such as the development of cancer heart disease hypertension high and or high blood pressure and then psycho- psychologically they also found the higher the a score um, people are four times 4.5 times more likely to have depression and then also 12 times more likely to have suicidal ideation, attempt suicide, or participate in self-harm. So we see how drastic and detrimental the, the trauma that's facing and um, childhood can impact people. And when they experience a lot of it on a constant basis, and they don't, and it's not healed or addressed, how it can manifest. And these are the um, cases of how it manifests within somebody's brain over time. So remember asking yourself, well, why does this happen? So now we have to analyze to see what happens when the developing brain of a child experiences trauma. So when a, when a child experiences trauma, you also have to understand the state of their brain. Their brain is very sensitive to information, messaging cues and whatever they're experiencing and around constantly is priming their brain their brain their brain's taking it in and um when a child experiences a lot of aces it inhibits the functioning and the development of the prefrontal cortex which is in the front part of your brain and this is needed for impulse control and executive functioning so what i mean by impulse control this is the ability to um, process emotions properly or be able to regulate and keep your body at homeostasis as well as what is executive functioning which is um, the planning the thinking things out the understanding consequences part of your brain so then when it comes to um, also another crucial part of your brain which is looking at the hypothalamus uh, which controls your fight or flight pathway and when this pathway is constantly activated, it activates the stress hormone, which is known as cortisol. And it, when cortisol is constantly in one's bloodstream, this affects the immune system and impairs the functioning of our amygdala, which controls our fear response, and also affects how our DNA is read and transcribed in our body. So there's many different ways to how your brain is affected from constant trauma, but these are the two key um items are two key parts of your brain that is affected the most because once you're constantly in fight or flight and your body's um constantly having cortisol it it affects a person's homeostasis so it's like their their brain um is like i was telling y'all earlier it's set up for protection instead of um trying to reach balance because the brain constantly is in a state of trying to make sure that you're okay but in doing this when it happens constantly happens continuously happens over time um it can be 
harmful to health outcomes because our brain is not supposed to be in a, the high conscious state of fight or flight or a high state of cortisol. This is only supposed to be used, you know, here or there. But when it's used all the time, um, this is how it affects um, people. So now, like I was saying, we can see how unprocessed trauma can be so detrimental to our overall well-being. In the process of understanding childhood trauma, learning about it, processing it, is not easy at all. Um, it can be a very long process. It can be draining. It can be overwhelming. It can be um, hard. But it's also very rewarding. Um, it's also It can also bring you peace. Um, once you start to understand yourself better, you're able to tap into your full potential. You're able to tap into your gifts, your personality, and much more. You're able to, you know, love yourself better, uh, take care of yourself better, love others better. Like the list just goes on and on. Um, so that's why I challenge you to really start to understand, um, your childhood trauma and start to make changes, um, so you be, can become the best version of yourself, which is really what this podcast is all about. Um, so you might be asking yourself, okay, well, Summer, how do I get started? How do I even start to understanding the way I think or understanding um, how I behave or understanding why I make certain choices? Um, so the first thing you need to start understanding is the process of change. So in understanding the process of change, you can't just look at like say if you have a goal you can't just look like okay i'm gonna get that goal tomorrow the process of true change happens over time it happens in increments and it's different for each individual but the key idea is to have small habits small changes um consistently consistently over time um and the process to change like i said doesn't happen overnight it's a consistent effort if you want to learn more about consistency highly recommend for you to check out um my last episode going more into detail about consistency so understanding um and trying to understand how to make change within um your body um it may take days weeks months or years but look at it from the perspective of um making progress so the future version of yourself is living in joy um so you if you don't do it for your present self do it for your the, your inner self, your inner child, and for your future self, the, the person who you truly want to become. So, just something else that you need to have when you, when you okay, like, you understand change, is the willingness to change. Like, because if you don't see anything wrong with yourself, what's going to push you to change? What's going to push you to have those small habits over time? So, if you're comfortable with being comfortable, how can you grow? Because in growth, you need uncomfortability. You need something different. Um, you need you need something to push you to elevate. So that's why I always say change starts with you. Once we're aware, once we have the knowledge, once we have the resources, um, once we once we just know like something's wrong here, you're you're at a crossroads where you can either continue staying the same, being comfortable, or you can say you know what. I'm going to change. And that the only um, person that can make you do that is yourself. You know, you can't, I can't force you to have desire to change. That's a mindset you're going to have to want to adopt on your own. So you have to be accountable and, res- and responsible um, 
for yourself. And if you want to change, change. And if not, you know, maybe over time you might gain that desire. But like I said, it starts honestly starts with you. Um, so change is not a straight line. It's very up and down. But the key is to continue to reach for the ups and do not give up when you're in the downs. When you're in the downs, learn in them. Embrace that you are an individual or you're an individual that is working towards improvement every day. Um, I've mentioned this mindset that in, in a couple episodes ago that you know the sun the sun goes up every morning and the sun sets every night. And within that time period, I'm just gonna do the best I can to learn something new every day, improve every day, and work towards being the best person that I can be for myself. And if you live in that mindset, it doesn't have you always rushing for the future and a certain outcome. It has you just being present with yourself. Which that's that's why I really like that mindset. But you know, another mindset might be more optimal for you. So speaking of mindsets, another thing when it comes to understanding the process of change is open-mindedness. I think when it comes to change, you have to really be open to different perspectives, different ways of viewing things, different, um, just being open to different perspectives in life, Um, just being open to learning, you know, just understanding that the information that you have is limited and just being open to understanding like there's so much knowledge out there there's so many different ways to attack things um there's so many ways you can view things from different angles and um just really understanding um you know maybe the way you used to think about something wasn't helpful for you maybe if you thought about it a different way it would actually help you um so just you know being open-minded to this new process you're going through so after, you know, you start to have the desire to change, being open-minded to change, now we need to go into understanding your emotions um, and processing your emotions. And under- also understanding your thinking patterns, your behaviors as well. So in this process, we're starting to dig deep and understand um, how we truly feel about the trauma we experience. Uh, we're processing our triggers. What I mean by triggers is, you know, you experience something and it just doesn't feel right. It, you know, it angers you. It makes you sad. You, you, you go into this mode where you're, you're just you feel hurt. And sometimes that's just a pro- projection of what you experience within your inner child, and it has nothing to do with that person. Um, so sometimes um, when it comes to processing our thinking patterns, our behaviors, our emotions, it kind of comes from um, parenting sometimes. It comes from understanding, you know, what needs were not met when I was a child or what were um, some unresolved issues that I still have? What are some unhealed hurt that is still impacting me today? And this can come from parenting, this can come from your environment, this can come from stuff that you went through in school. It's a host of things where it could come from. But it's important to start to process those triggers, understand the anger over your unmet needs, understand the neglect, abandonment, or rejection that you experience, understanding the socialized messages that were reinforced in your environment, 
Also understanding why you have such a hard time with maybe just being vulnerable and unpacking the root of the guilt or shame that you feel about certain things. And also understanding how emotional invalidation may have led you to fall into these certain maladaptive tendencies. So how do you start to really uncover these things? How do you really start to unpack this childhood trauma? And I say a good way to start to analyze, um, to, a good start to start to understand this is to analyze your on your unwanted behaviors or habits that you have, like those unwanted feelings or those intrusive thoughts or those, those some of those things that you go through that you feel like you can't control. Um, like you, you feel you go through something and you're just having a hard time processing it, or you, it's just there's just a lot of your body just being incongruent with what's going on, um, and you're just having like like I said, just a hard time. So, for example, if you just if you keep having intrusive thoughts um, about certain things. Um, starts to analyze okay where are these intrusive thoughts coming from what what are these intrusive thoughts saying to me um what's impacting me how am I feeling when I'm having these intrusive thoughts or if you can look back to your behaviors within friendships or you know why why did I not stand up for myself in that situation or why did I think it was okay for um her to say that to me you know what I'm saying like understanding um why you acted the way you acted um, and really sensing it back then, understanding, okay, what was my mindset back then? What was my emotional control? What were some of my patterns? So once you start to really understand that, you can start to figure out, okay, that's, that comes from here. That comes from there. That comes from this. You know what I'm saying? So this is a long process. This is a, you know, a hard process. Um, that's why I really emphasize journaling because you start to really understand some of these um, habits and some of the way that some of your behaviors and the way you think over time. Um, and, uh, you know, it's hard, but it's worthwhile. So say now you're at a place where, okay, you understand where it came from. You, 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 you know, the root to it. And now you're just like in shock. Now you're uh, aware of it. And now you understand like, dang, that came from that situation or dang, that came from this pattern within my family or dang that came from you know generations of trauma so this is why the next step into the changing process is a process of not only forgiving ourselves for our past behavior past thinking how we reacted to things and um, why we let ourselves in certain situations why we you know acted certain ways but also forgiving others as well um so that kind of starts from really understanding how you're parented understanding what were those unmet needs that contributed to certain things or what are some unresolved issues that has never been addressed or what is some unhealed hurt that's still impacting you today what are some things that are still you know continuing and perpetrating um you know your parenting and your environment that you're set up in may have caused some of your psychological or mental distress um, and it can be really hard to start to uncover those things. However, it is up to you to take responsibility and heal for yourself. And also understanding that, like, your parents are human too. They're not perfect. You know, they were also maybe in similar environments or dealt with 
trauma of their own or dealt with things that they still haven't processed or healed through and you know they're human too and they honestly did the best that they could um and you know they honestly just you know parented you to the best of their knowledge the best of their ability um so that's why that process of forgiving your parents um can be you know challenging um especially sometimes when your parents kind of still have a hard time of understanding your perspective or being open-minded to what you're saying and then that's what that's when you also gotta understand like sometimes people haven't gone through the process or gone through the change gone through that self-awareness to be at that place to understand so you know my advice to you is not to internalize it but again just look at look at them as humans and all humans want to be loved and it's honestly up to you to want to break the cycle heal for yourself learn how to forgive um learn how to heal and move forward or you can you know continue resenting them your whole life which what's that going to do um it's, it's completely up to you and it's all based off of your situation um but you know i say understand your parents and love your parents for who to, for who they are um because their parents may not have you know been able to give them what they needed and then their parents didn't maybe give them what they needed and then their parents didn't give them what they needed like it's like a cycle um and that's why it's up to you to want to break that cycle and start to develop new ones so it doesn't continue within your generational line um so that's why i put in here you know understanding sometimes it can be beneficial for you to start to understand some of the generational trauma um, that impacted your parents' parenting, and how it was influenced by their parents and the situations that they've been through, and understanding how their unhealed trauma contributed to how you're raised. And understanding, like, children, you know, our parents may tell us certain things, but the way our children's brain is set up is to model. So a, a parent might say do this, but a, ch- a child is going to model what they see. Um, so also understanding that, like, you really had no control over your brain just modeling everything. Um, and these cycles that, you know, that happen, they contribute to your worldview. They contribute to a person's worldview and they influence parenting and parenting styles. Um, so I just think it's important to understand that, um, sometimes people may not be aware of these patterns and how that impact, you know, certain things. Uh, and your parents still still may be unaware of it. They may not be ready to acknowledge it. Or may, maybe they are ready. Um, yeah, just kind of like gauge the emotional um, reaction for yourself just based off of, you know, what you've um, experienced with your parents. Um, so, you know, I say if you want to open up that conversation um, about something that happened in your past, uh, maybe add something small and see where that goes. If they can handle the small thing, maybe they can handle the big thing. Uh, but sometimes you also got to understand and, you know, just come to peace to the fact they might not just be ready. You might not ever get closure or explanation for what have, what happened or what transpired. And being okay with that as well, which, again, extremely tough, extremely hard. Um, but, you know, it's a process. I, the process to healing childhood trauma, I'm breaking it down in a 30-minute episode, but it does not happen within 30 minutes. Um, it happens over months or years. Um, but it's just, you might just have to uncover 
one thing at a time. Understand one thing at a time. Process one thing at a time. Heal from one thing at a time. Forgive one thing at a time. It might really just be that slow. Um, but it's like when you have that foundation and, do, and taking it one one thing at a time, it leads for greater results in the end. Um, so it's about, you know, meeting people just in general. Uh, and it's particularly like your parents. Um for where they are and loving them from who they are and um, acknowledging that you can't force change, but you know, you can adjust certain behavior within yourself and that helps you within your healing process, you know, setting boundaries, you know, discussing certain things, whatever you have to do for your own mental mental well-being that is respectful and still, you know, conducive for you guys' relationship. And once you get over the end, once you're like, you know what, I processed it, I learned a lot. I know I'm not going to do this in the future. And I still know, like, my parent might still be in a certain place. But I love them for who they are. And it truly just makes y'all have, like, a genuine connection. You know, you might not be able to talk about certain things like you want to. But you're still able to have that genuine bond where you understand who they are. They understand who you are. And and then y'all can just continue to have that, you know, that relationship and continue to build and love each other throughout your life so again the choice is yours um but i'm just giving you the different options and the different perspectives to everything um so now i have a challenge for you and your challenge um is to write a letter to your younger self and if you experience trauma or if you know somebody that experienced trauma you can you know suggest this to them but just tell your younger self how you're safe now, how you're proud of them, that they're loved, that they accomplished everything that you thought about as a child, that, you know, you are more than the experience that you've gone through. So we're going to go ahead and close. We're going to go ahead and close with um, these three questions. All right. So what is your favorite thing about your childhood? What is one aspect about your childhood that you wish you could change in the past? How have you coped or dealt with painful life experiences or life transitions? Sorry guys, I didn't want to rush your closing, um, but the way I record, if I can't record past 30 minutes, so it just sucks, but I also went in off with this quote. so. The only love you should desperately search for is the one that comes from you to you by Edmund M. So I really encourage you, you guys, to search for what's truly going to make you fulfilled in life. Because we're only given one life, so might as well live it to the fullness, to, you know, experience all the love and all the peace and all the joy and you know, every aspect that we can, because why not, you know, why not us? As for some people, um, step one to starting to reach that process is understanding our past, understanding what we've gone through, understanding, understanding how our current state of mind was influenced by things that happened, um, you know, in our earlier years of life. Um, so I really hope this episode kind of was, you know, kind of give, gives you a you know a start to um, unpacking some of the things that 
you know, you might have gone through, you know, people that have gone through, just give you a sense of humility towards people and their experiences, uh, and understanding just the process it, you can go through when it comes to healing, and understanding that's not easy. Like I said, like, it might take months to years to really get to the place where you want, but every day, like I said, the sun comes up, and you have a choice to want to work towards that improvement, and every day the sun comes down, and you can start reflecting on, you know, I might not be where I want, but I'm making progress to where I want to be. So hope you guys have a wonderful Wellness Wednesday. Um, take care, and I can't wait to speak with y'all next time.